Welcome to Games Hub, a crypto talk show with investors, influencers, and remarkable personalities. A crypto talk show with our investors, partners, and remarkable personalities. I'm Constantine Kogan, co-founder of Gamespad. And in today's episode, we, we will talk about utilities of NFTs and future of Web3. And our guest today is Jeffrey Kelly, co-host of Edge of NFTs, one of the most popular NFT podcasts in the US. Uh, Jeff is also a serial entrepreneur and seasoned investor and creator. Um, hi, Jeff. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Great to see you. Thank you for joining us. And, uh, you know, traditionally, we'll just um, ask you to uh, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you end up in this rabbit hole, like first in crypto and then in NFTs? And then we'll go straight to the point, uh, to the utilities of NFTs. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, so so a little, little bit of background, like kind of the path that led me here. So uh, my professional career started in the military. I was a combat armor officer in the army and you know, dealing with kind of high stakes outcomes and missions, limited time, lots of ambiguity, limited resources, trying to get things done. And, and that's been the theme of my career is constantly working in these places where uh, the environment looks a lot like that. Now I'm not getting shot at anymore, but uh, the stakes are still high. We're really trying to do some, some big things and move the needle in the world. Uh, so I, I developed commercial real estate uh, for a number of years out of Washington, D.C., uh, following my time in the military and uh, had at that time looked for different entrepreneurial ventures to come in to a space and have an impact to be disruptive and, and try to elevate the space. And food was something that was very interesting to me and, and myself, as well as my business partner, uh, Josh Krieger, and co-founder of the Edge of Company, as well as the Edge of NFT podcast and NFT LA, uh, founded a company with me called Territory foods. And this had all the same kind of core components, the core values that we live and breathe by now and that drew us to crypto. This was a national decentralized meal production and delivery company with a sophisticated menu algorithm, a technology platform where we would co-create meals with chefs and put those creators first. Like they would be on every single meal that we created, their names, uh, the the their faces, pictures, and we love that. And that was something that we built uh, to a very large company, still exists now. We handed over operations to, uh, to that team and uh, is continuing to, to, to make waves in the space. So coming out of that is when we really discovered crypto. And that was like around 2017. And we saw these same elements, the decentralized world, the world of co-creation, this, this community-driven model uh, that was forming. And we got so excited about it. And so we started working with a number of companies, advising them uh, on core business functions, things like finance, marketing, accounting, operations, strategy from our business experience that was not as common in the crypto space where there were crypto native folks building companies that just hadn't done it before. Uh, and we started there. We haven't left. So it's been about five years in this space. And um, our interest in NFTs was sparked mostly uh, by the original kind of crypto kitties work that happened, meeting that team and understanding what the possibilities were and basically anxiously waiting for somebody to make a move in the space that would inspire mass adoption. And NBA Top Shot was that for us. That was the trigger for us to start to build a platform, to raise awareness, to educate, to inspire. Um, and that's what Edge of NFT was. We launched that in March of 21. Uh, and then uh, about a year later, launched NFTLA to, to do the same thing, create these magical moments for people to be inspired, to connect, to educate, to entertain. 
And uh, that's what we've been doing ever since. It's, we are laser focused on now. Perfect. Yes. No, I, I have been following your journey and it's like great. I mean, you produce a lot of great content and I'm sure you speak to a lot of exceptional uh, also entrepreneurs who are thinking a lot about the uniqueness of, you know, how to wrap into NFT something more than just like that goes beyond just art. You know, it's a lot of people perceive it just like a JPEG really, like, you know, like with NFTs, but it's, it's much more than that. So I'm curious to hear your opinion. What is your vision of the different utilities, maybe most exceptional that you've noticed, you've you mentioned like, you know, NBA Top Shots, one of them, obviously they're great, mm -hmm. you know, project, but maybe, and why do you think maybe two or three examples and why do you think they're important for Web3? All right. So utility, the, the core utility to me of NFTs, broadly speaking, is what makes NFT is so interesting for the future. They're literally the building blocks of the metaverse and Web3, including gaming, right? So digital exchangeable assets, blockchain and NFTs as this you know, version of blockchain right now, and it'll evolve, but, but that is what has enabled like the exchange of digital assets in a decentralized way. It's existed previously in games, right? You can buy skins and other things and exchange those within games, but, but making that um, uh, universal in a metaverse sense, making it interoperable, that's the game changer. And it's all built on this foundation of NFTs. And so when we think about, you know, different forms of utility, I mean, that's, that's what the future is about. You have something now digital that you can use in any number of ways. Exchange is the easiest thing to understand, either purchasing something from somebody or an exchange of services um, in the form of an NFT. So th that to me is why when I think about utility in NFTs, like why it's important for Web3. Now, what are some of the the you know different use cases i mean there's tons you know i mean there's a bunch of boring ones but that's what's going to inspire mass adoption things like you know driver's licenses and deeds for homes right but there's also super fun ones like tie-ins to entertainment um we, we just had uh, the folks from fox entertainment on the show and they're talking about crepopolis uh, a tv show that's uh, going to be coming very soon from dan Harmon, the guy that uh, did uh, rick and morty and they they, they won't even talk about the utilities yet because they're going to be so groundbreaking you know for entertainment but you can expect that it's going to be fun it's going to be interesting it's going to be captivating and it's going to deliver real value to people that are watching the show so think co-creation being able to influence the outcome of the show almost like a choose your own adventure um, uh, ownership um, also uh, some clout in saying that you were there and had, you know, the first NFT or you, you, um, you know, owned one that another famous person owned. That's the provenance, you know, side of utility. There are so many fun tie-ins there on that, that uh, this is where core utility has its most value. The fun side, entertainment, and then thinking of the boring side, municipal kind of identification and things like that. But yeah, so, so there are two things that you mentioned which are interesting. So if we take one use case and be a top shots, which they pick it back on mm -hmm. this, like like nostalgia of like collectibles, right? And I, I, like as kids, yeah. I'm sure everyone like somehow collected baseball cards, uh, NBA cards, or I don't know, maybe Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, whatever you were playing, right? right? But that was like a physical rare like item that like you 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 kind of it was dear and near to your heart it, it didn't not necessarily had like a, a concrete monetary value but it was scarce it was unique mm -hmm. now 
We have a secondary market that we're not only that is scarce and unique, but you can also brag about it. Like you can actually list it somewhere and maybe someone will buy it easily without like, like, you know, the peer to peer transactions in some weird marketplaces. <laughs> so, so that's another thing. Like I, I think it was exciting. And the second utility that you mentioned, the talk shows and the TV and entertainment, this is like, this is a native, something very native. Like if you, if I would be able to buy the first Rick and Morty, like that'll be, I mean, I would love that. Like, I love the show yes. <laughs> or, right. or Simpsons or whatever. Like, you know, so yeah. Oh, but let's let's jump into something that people probably already know. I mean, let's that's like the most kind of popular example. Board I play Yacht Club, right? So the guys created something that was just pure again apes. Nobody understood what's the utility. It's kind of a club. Then they added events, spaces there, like in which I get only the selected people participated in it, right? And then there is like entire metaverse and, and other like coin, et cetera. So a lot of things grew out of them. So maybe can you comment a little bit on this? Like, why do you think this particular example like uh, will bring us to the future utilities and how will it happen with certain projects? So first, let me say to the first point, I think there's a place for, you know, straight up collectibles. Right. There there have been collectibles, you know, for as long as any of us have been alive. Right. You have a passion for something you want to own, as you noted, like the first of something or an early series of something. And now with NFTs, it's collectibles on steroids because, you know, definitively who the source was that created it. So, you know, for sure it's authentic. Right. You know uh, who's owned it before you. And if that person has, has stated so publicly, you have a record of it and everybody does immutably and, you know, forever. Right. And um, you have the ability, if you want to, to, you know, sell it in a way where it, it's much more liquid because you have marketplaces uh, that are public and, and massively adopted to trade these things. But still, even with no other utility, I think there's still real value there. man. You do, everything doesn't have to have core utility to have value. So I think there will be a place for collectibles. Now, the probability of a project being successful, that's a collectible only project that starts from scratch and is trying to build a community from scratch, not bringing a community into it like Topshot did, but actually starting. That's, I think it's going to be low probability, right? Very, very few of those projects will really take hold. Uh, but the probability of becoming a successful project uh, increases, I think, meaningfully when you add that utility component to it. And like in the case of Board Apes, I think it's great in that they've made a promise that they're going to add utility, even without knowing exactly what that was going to be day one, at least publicly, right? And they've delivered on their promise. And that builds value, it builds confidence. And people know when Yuga Labs is working on something, there's probably something special there. We should keep an eye out for it. We're going to get utility if they say we're going to get utility because they've done it, they've promised it, and they've delivered it. So, you know, there's something to that, right? It's just your your brand, your, your integrity as a brand, your your uh, community's trust in you uh, as a brand. And I, I think that uh, you can be a collectible, uh, but unless you're bringing a community in, it's going to be hard to, to win as a straight collectible. And I think if you're a utility... You have to keep your promises over time to your community if you really want to be successful. Board Apes is a great example of folks doing that so far and it's in its very, you know, kind of young existence. If they continue to do that, not only do they have opportunities through Board Apes, but also all of the other projects that they're working on because people trust them. 
I agree. And I think this, there's a lot of interesting things that they did, like, you know, that are kind of innovative, right? And, and it, but because just they simply delivered, right? And then I don't know if you've heard, but, you know, I'm sure Gary V, I'm sure you met him and you know him. So he announced that he, his hospitality company, one of his portfolio, VCR Group, they actually will be creating the first NFT restaurant. I'm actually mm-hmm. super excited because it's going to be uh, in New York. It's a Flyfish Club and he, you know, like members only private dining club where the membership will uh, be purchased with an NFT. So this is a very practical club. So so, so the, the private club space is actually the perfect scenario of how it can be used. But I'm curious to hear maybe, you know, some other interesting examples that are very practical and they will be adopted massively in the coming year. Yeah, for sure. So first, yeah, I love, love fly fish, love the idea. There've been, you know, membership clubs, supper clubs and things like that, but what a great use case for NFTs, right? Cause it can evolve and change. You could trade it in fun and interesting ways. There's the royalty component. If it is that exclusive and continues to grow in that way, like there's such cool applications there. Now, let me go back to the boring shit. Okay. Really impactful stuff that will spark mass adoption. Okay. So things like. I mentioned authentication, real estate, identity, m- medical records, intellectual property, credentials, ticketing, supply chain, voting, all of these things. Okay. These are the things that are truly extraordinary use cases, right? If we can actually make a switch to voting authentically on the blockchain, what an amazing advancement, right? We have a really hard time trying to figure that out. Now we require in-person voting or mail-in voting uh, in most cases to, to try to validate, uh, you know, the source and authenticity, right? But wow, if we could do that, amazing changes. Now that's kind of like boring stuff though, right? So, so let me talk about the fun stuff and what I think is, is coming in the future. What gets me excited? So things like, uh, like digital fashion wearables and how they intersect with virtual real estate and augmented reality, that gets me jazzed because the the biggest thing missing right now from mass adoption of things like that and mass utility in our day-to-day life is less so the software side of it and in the core apps in that space and more so hardware. Like we're lacking the interface to seamlessly participate in the augmented world around us. It's already there in a bunch of ways. You can go into any number of virtual worlds and look around and see all these different things around you. Uh, But if we had a better interface, our phone is too clunky, our computers wouldn't work, a tablet doesn't work. We really need Apple glasses or something like that, where we can just interface with that augmented world seamlessly. And at that point, to me, everything changes. It's a massive inflection point in human history. The most moment we have a reliable, easy to use uh, interface between our world and the augmented world, that gets me so excited. Indeed. I I think it's a huge market because it enters us also with e-commerce and we will be able to drive you know, the, 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 the new avenues of purchasing and the triggers like deliver physical goods. I I 100% agree. Huge. Yeah. Um, but with this said, like, you know, I'm sure like some of our, uh, when we prepare for this interview, like, you know, some of our um, uh, community members, like ask a very simple question, right? You know, something mm-hmm. like to start basics. What, in your opinion, must an NFT project have to be part of the top 1%? Because we see there is a disproportional attention to, uh, like, let's say OpenSea is, is a platform and other like big platforms that have huge volumes, yeah. like 
secondary market and others that are just up and coming, right? So in your opinion, what should change and what should it be like, you know, so that we have more and more projects on the top? All right, so top 1% is near and dear to our, ha- our heart because that's what we focus on for the Edge of NFT podcast, right? The top 1% of uh, folks in this space. So how do we define that? There's several factors and um, it can be one or many of them combined. So definitely traction with a real amount of value creation like to start, right? Who, who has got that traction? Who has a formula where they can invest time, effort, relationships, knowledge, money into it? and get more value out of it on the back end for their community. Now, they'll capture some part of it. The community will get some. Other stakeholders will. But but who has that? Who's demonstrated traction? Even if it's a smaller company, right, that's just getting moving. If they're really showing true product market fit, we're looking for that, number one. Number two, if you've already kind of crossed that threshold, you have a massive following, like a huge community supporting what you're doing. And maybe you haven't really started the massive value creation side of it, but you just had these people that believe in you and are supporting you and will be a resource for you to get there. That's a part of it. Certainly the sustainable vision of the leadership, like what is your stated you know, approach to the future? What are the resources you have on your team to get there? Looking for people that have a track record, maybe they've been there, um, started a few successful companies, either uh, web one, web two, web three doesn't have to be, you know, just in crypto, right? Um, so we're looking for that leadership and experience and track record. And then, and then lastly is really other support of people that are, you know, validators that this is something they believe in, like industry veterans, partners, other investors, uh, general supporters who have a track record of vouching for people that uh, go on to accomplish amazing things. So, any one of those or those things in combination, you know, to us point to a project that we would deem to be a top one percenter. Got it. No, thank you. That, I think that's an interesting outlook. And obviously, like with this, like as an, in continuation, like, you know, before we get to the questions from the audience. Yeah. Um, just curious, maybe you give some tips on how to choose the Goose NFT project. I don't know what, what tools are using, maybe some automated tools also. like. Yeah, so... Okay, so from I, I can't really comment like on an from an investment you know perspective or a return perspective, right? There's there's lots of sophisticated tools you know out there to help people and people that are uh, I think well positioned to give that kind of feedback. I think for me, I think people should seek involvement with NFT projects and categories they genuinely care about, right? Like, and to become part where they want to become part of those communities, active parts of those communities, to spend time with like-minded people that believe what they believe, that have similar passions and want to advance the ball for that community. Whatever that passion is, you know, my recommendation to somebody, for example, just getting into the world of NFTs and exploring NFT projects is to follow your passion. Otherwise, you're not gonna, it's not gonna click for you. I can explain all day why NBA Top Shot's interesting, you know, for me and was interesting for me. And I was so excited when it finally launched back in, you know, August 2020, whenever that beta originally came out. I was pumped about it and following it. I love the NBA. I love collectibles. It just fit for me personally. But someone doesn't care about the NBA or collectibles in general. They don't have an interest in that. They're just not going to get it. But if they care about, you know, riding motorcycles or customizing motorcycles, and there's a community that's pumped about that, and somebody that has a podcast that's talking about it and throws events where this this happens, virtual and in real life, and has merchandise and all these different forums where people can interact. And now there's an NFT that supports it and this project where you can earn tokens by participating in the community and get these amazing, you know, behind the scenes videos or participate in the creation of these things. 
man, there's something there and that will spark interest and passion in somebody that, uh, that's passionate about that particular thing. So that's it for me. Follow your passions and go down the rabbit hole on NFT projects where you can participate around a community that believes what you believe. 100%. The community is is the key. So, and with this said, basically, we're going to thank you for these answers. And then, you know, now for audience to uh, to ask their questions. So I'm just going to read you from different, um, uh, from different, we have YouTube uh, question live from YouTube. We have from Twitter. Um, So, Block Jelly from uh, from YouTube is asking which worldwide corporations and brands are playing big on NFT technology and how do they implement NFTs into their strategies? Um, yeah, so there's an, I mean, almost every big brand out there that you've heard of is thinking about NFTs in some form or fashion. A lot of entertainment companies are obvious ones that are at the forefront, you know, of it, like you know Warner Brothers and others. We had Warner Brothers out at NFTLA last year, for example, um, releasing the uh, the cowls of uh, uh, their NFT collection, the Batman collection that they did. Um, and you should see, I mentioned Fox Entertainment before. So most certainly. The entertainment companies are leading the way on that front as far as big brands are concerned. But we've seen Nike, right, do some matchups and get involved there. Uh, they're thinking big apparel brands are thinking about that AR future that I just mentioned. Um, I don't think there's a big brand that hasn't got a team thinking about NFTs and what's next. You'll find, though, big brands, are there's a bureaucracy there, and they tend to be very, very deliberate about what they do. So they tend to be a little slower moving on it. Um, maybe it works by being so careful on the back end, maybe they missed the boat. I don't know, but time will tell. Uh, love it. So that, oh, I'm going to ask you now a provocative question, right? So sure. uh, Capital Huddle from YouTube is asking, in your opinion, what is the best layer one blockchain for NFTs to use in terms of scalability, security, and decentralization? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, so it's hard to beat Ethereum, right? Like in terms of adoption, um, uh, resources focused on continued development, his, historical, uh, you know, involvement mm-hmm. in the evolution of the space. And so, I mean, l- listen, if you, if, yeah, massive community and great, like freaking really, really cool people. Like if you ever participated in um, like a hackathon, uh, one of the ETH hackathons or events, I mean, it's just a really genuinely supportive, open community um, dedicating tons of resources to people doing cool things in this space. It's really, really hard to, if you had to place one bet to not bet on Ethereum leading the charge there to make it happen in the world of NFTs and that next evolution, obviously Solana and the other platforms. I mean, there's amazing, amazing people out there trying to drive things forward, but gosh, how do you, how do you beat Ethereum? It's hard to bet against them. I would agree, probably. At the time being, and plus, we're going to see like triple hovening soon, so it's going to be huge and probably going to... Absolutely. In, in Ethereum community and generally for NFT, so it's going to be very positive. So uh, from there, we go into the next question, right? So uh, Glitch Trap from YouTube is asking, it is sad that the mainstream knows about the NFTs as, uh, and think about the monkeys, uh, G- JPEGs, and ignores their true potential. How can we change the narrative to prove that NFTs are revolutionary and have the bright future? What I would say is we don't have to prove it, man. It's going to happen. Like, it's not even a question. This is what I tell people. It's happening. The train has left the station, right? In fact, many people will be using NFTs before they even know they're using NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to know it. I mean, NBA Top Shot even is a great example. If, if you went on there when they launched, 
right? Never mind the developments that have happened since. But when they launched and you purchased it, you wouldn't know necessarily that you own an NFT. It wasn't like it said, oh, come buy an NFT. You put your credit card down, you open the account, you buy the thing with your credit card, and it's done. You own this like cool video and stats and all this other fun stuff. You didn't have to know that, right? The same thing is true of all the boring stuff that I mentioned when you're uh, when your you know uh, deed is is stored at the county as an NFT, you, you may not even know that. You don't even have to know that. Do you know the software that your website was built on, or or website that you visit was built on? What they used for it? No, right. But if you were trying to build a website for your company, um, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, yeah, you you would have had to know all those details because there's a lot of technical like know-how that goes into building those things. The future is where it's just ubiquitous. It's just part of everything we do. That train has left the station. And so I think mass adoption is coming, whether people you know want it to or not, it's going to be there. Um, of course, we want more people involved and to understand the technology behind it, but I don't think it's necessary. I agree. Um, there, there's a different question, which is interesting. I think um, uh, so. Nakamoto San from YouTube is asking, "How far can NFTs go in terms of changing uh, our everyday lives? For example, can we dream of a future with government IDs and driving licenses, NFTs on the blockchain?" I think you mentioned it a little bit, so yeah. I'll let you another minute to maybe elaborate. Just yes, one hundred percent. Again, the, the train has left the station. I can't say it enough. It's coming. There's no stopping that. Now, is it, you know, 1155 contracts? Like, I don't know. It's going to probably be some evolution of that, right? We're just at the beginning. We'll continue to evolve uh, contracts in the form that they take. But NFTs are the building blocks for the virtual and augmented world around us, aka the metaverse, right? And it's coming. It's coming. Just as everybody, every business kind of has a presence on a website, we don't think twice about that. But in 1997, right? If you had a website, like you were cool and different. Like that was very, very different, right? Like that's it, right. It's you know now every you have to have one. It's like normal. Where's your website? It's weird if you don't, right? The same is going to be true about a presence in the metaverse. Like period. Like that's happening. There's only I think Yatsu was talking about like maybe two million people doing anything in the metaverse right now out of seven billion in the world, right? So it's still super early. Um, all those things are coming, and uh, it's just a question of time, not if. Yeah, I agree. So the, the different an, uh, analysis from two to five million, right? Which is still like you know drop in the water, yeah. right? As you, it's nothing. Like in the ocean, it's nothing. So, so yeah. okay. So we, we're moving to another question, which is, I'm going to skip the 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 part where uh, they're asking about how did you uh, get to meet the NFT world because it's already mm. it was answered. But Raphael. Raphael is asking also the second part is what aspect of the uh, emerging technology persuaded you into believing that NFTs are the future? I think it's the understanding that there is a, a an augmented and or virtual world around us that gives us access to all the information available in your phone or on the internet, which is basically all information in the world is accessible to us with the touch of a button, which is, again, we take it for granted, guys, but this is crazy. It's crazy that that's the case, right? Again, uh, 20 years, 25 years ago, it's imp it was impossible to get information so quickly. And we have a clunky interface to do it right now, even though it's so far advanced from where we were then, right? And so, so my belief is rooted in the idea that access to information in all forms is going to advance us as human beings, as a species, connection, uh, innovation, and by creating a direct interface, like 
Apple Glasses or something similar where we can get into that augmented world, that virtual world, that metaverse in a seamless way. Uh, by doing that, everything, everything changes. And so my belief is rooted in that access to information and capability connection information that will drive us forward. 100%. So Ecore24 from YouTube is asking, so you might have an advice for NFT creators. So if you could build an NFT product, what would that be? And why do you think that this product would be helpful to hum humans as a global community? Yeah, I mean, wow, there's, I mean, there's a million uh, possible alternatives in terms of, you know, building out NFT, NFT projects, I would say maybe some of the attributes that I would look for the things that get me excited as a human um, are are things like uh, you know earning earning income from taking actions that are beneficial to others. Right, Find, trying to wrap this core mechanism into a project to me is really really special. And there's a bunch of early projects that have have started to do that and try to do that, but they're so early people can, you know, find ways to manipulate them and and take advantage and things like that. I think Axie Infinity is an interesting use case, you know, as an example uh where um there's a lot of opportunity to create value, there's also a lot of opportunity to uh you know manipulate the system and so you got to find a happy medium there. To me it's that though. It's where where is there an opportunity to create company, a project where uh, people can get compensated for their engagement, for their awareness, for their community contributions, make a living off of that, right? And add value to the community more than they take. Like these are the attributes that we're really excited about at our company. And we're working on some things we can't announce yet at our company that we think are very much aligned with those ethos. Yep. No, I, I, I really support this. Like we have also, we looked at a lot of interesting different use cases. So, uh, probably last question I will ask you. Okay. So, um, from LinkedIn is coming. So I imagine I can own my home keys as an NFT on the blockchain. What would be, would that be possible even? How can NFTs be helpful in our everyday lives? Um, I think yeah. what they mean, you know, like the nest, like, you know, when you open up a door with an application, like, you know, like, you know, the, this contactless, like, uh, keys that are already popular. So mm -hmm. would that yeah. be possible to embed it into NFTs? 100%. I mean, you're pro they're, they're programmable, right? These contracts are completely programmable. So you, you could make them uh, anything you can imagine. Basically, you can build into them and utilize them for. In fact, one one rubric to use is is just to imagine anything that exists in the physical world right now that's enabled by technology and that can absolutely be built in the world and on the back of nfts 100 so listen with this said like you know we're gonna keep it short and sweet so what will be your closing words about the nfts and everyone who's watching it maybe they're trying to start a project or maybe they just want to explore and buy their first nfts what would be your advice I would say follow your passions, number one. Again, I go right back to that. It's going to keep you interested and involved through the highs and lows. Starting any project is difficult, but if you're interested in it at a core level and, and from an authentic place, it will help you through the difficult times, uh, number one. Number two, just be persistent and patient. It, it takes time to build things. There are down markets. There are up markets. Stay with it. If you really are passionate about it and you believe in what you're doing, stick with it. See it through to completion. You'll get feedback. If it doesn't work, fine. It doesn't work. No problem. Move on to the next thing. But but see it through to that point. Um, that That's the biggest thing to me. It's happening. And the last thing is, again, it, the train's left the station. It's happening. This world is, is forming. We're so early. We're all early. We're later than some 
but earlier than most. So I think you're in the right place. If you have that passion, if you have that, um, that, you know, willingness to stick it through, man, good things are going to come. 100%. And we urge you to actually follow the great achievements of Jeff and his team and then Edge of NFT's amazing podcast. So if you're listening, you're going to definitely educate yourself and <laughs> feel better about like your understanding of the NFT ecosystem. Um, thank you, you know, Jeff. It was amazing. Like always great to learn from you. And, uh, thanks everyone for joining Games Hub today. Uh, and listen to us every, um, you know, every uh, two weeks now. Like, uh, so for 3 p.m. UTC and YouTube live, LinkedIn live, all the other Twitter, Facebook. And, uh, thank you so much for being here, Jeff. We want to hear more of your stories, of your expertise, and hopefully we're going to work together on something. Oh, we definitely will. And yeah, check us out. We're at Edge of NFT everywhere on all socials. And uh, and also for your listeners, if they'd like, uh, 2023.nftla.live. If you want to participate in what we do in real life, uh, you can experience that next year, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. Uh, and that's the whitelist, by the way, 2023.nftla.live. Um, it, it'll sell out pretty quickly. So for your listeners, check it out. Perfect. Stay tuned with Games Hub, a crypto talk show by GamesPad.